Welcome to Perimenopology, where we explore and converse about what it means to transition out of the young, hot, fertile, and fuckable box that our society labels as most worthy when you were socialized as a woman. Around here, we are all about body literacy and talking about the topics that society tells us are unimportant or inappropriate. I'm Michelle Kapler, reproductive acupuncturist, Chinese medicine practitioner, and master feminist confidence coach, and you've got episode number 10. Hello, hello, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Perimenopology. Before we get into today's episode, I want to make a quick announcement. This episode is brought to you by my upcoming free webinar called Rethinking Body Image, Diet, and Weight Loss in Perimenopause. It's happening January 24th, 2023 at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Zoom. During this discussion, I'll be answering questions like, Why do many folks gain weight around the perimenopausal transition? Why do we become riddled with panic and anxiety when we think about gaining weight as we've moved through perimenopause? What does it mean to be quote unquote healthy? In our culture, why is health universally conflated with having a smaller body? How can we begin to think about it differently so we can develop the confidence to know our own unique and amazing worth and total badassery and have nothing to do with the size of our body? And how do we want to think about all of this on purpose so we can live our best lives? And at the end, I'll be offering coaching on this topic for anybody who wants to be coached, and I will get through as many people as time allows. Yes, there will be a replay, but if you want to take advantage of the free coaching or be part of the conversation, you will need to attend live. To sign up, head to michellecapler.com forward slash wait, that's W-E-I-G-H-T, to save your spot today, that's michellecapler.com forward slash wait. I'll also post the link in the show notes so you can click and find it easily. If you're listening to this sometime in the future and you want to find the replay, you can find it in the Perimenopause Body Image Confidence Starter Kit. To get free access to that instantly, you can head to michellecapler.com forward slash starter or find the link in the show notes. Today, I'm releasing the second episode of the Hormone Highlight Series. This series of quick and easy digestible episodes is meant to support all of my listeners in developing a deeper understanding of exactly what's going on with their bodies and what they can expect in the future. Because here at Perimenopology, we deeply believe in body literacy as a number one priority, not only because knowing your own body helps you to know yourself more deeply, but also because when you come from a place of knowledge, you can advocate for the best medical care possible. If you're finding me at a later time, or you simply want to review these episodes, you can find them all by searching for all of the titles that say Hormone Highlight, or you can just scroll through the podcast feed to find them. They're all labeled with this title, so you can find them easily. Today, we're going to talk about estrogen. I'm going to be answering the following questions. What is estrogen for? What role does it play in the body? What signs and symptoms might indicate that the estrogen in your body is out of normal range? And what are options for treating symptoms of estrogen imbalance during perimenopause and beyond? And before we get started, I want to give my usual disclaimer that this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only, is not intended to provide medical diagnosis or treatment, should not be substituted for consultation with or treatment from a qualified medical care provider, and does not indicate the formation of a patient-provider relationship. So what is estrogen for? Estrogen is a hormone that is found in bodies of all genders, but is at a far greater amount in bodies with eggs, ovaries, and uteruses. Estrogen is primarily a reproductive hormone, playing big roles in the menstrual cycle regulation and pregnancy. 
It's responsible for the appearance of secondary sex characteristics in those with eggs and ovaries at puberty and for the maturation and maintenance of the reproductive organs throughout one's adult life. Estrogen also plays a role in increasing metabolism, regulating fat stores, stimulating growth of the uterine lining, maintaining vaginal lubrication and elasticity of the vaginal tissues, bone maintenance, and muscle mass. Libido, also known as sex drive, is largely driven by estrogen in people with eggs and ovaries. And estrogen also plays a role in mood fluctuation, regulation, and mental health. I think that something that's kind of interesting is that there are three different types of estrogen. There is estradiol, which is mostly produced by the ovaries. This is the most plentiful type of estrogen during our menstruating years, so when we're having periods. Then there is estrone, which is the type of estrogen that's at the highest levels in menopause after you've stopped your period. This type of estrogen is mostly produced in fat cells as opposed to the ovaries. And then there is estriol, which is produced during pregnancy, and that one isn't super relevant to today's conversation, but there you have it, three types of estrogen. So what happens to estrogen during perimenopause, menopause, and beyond? The simple answer to this question is that the ovaries slowly produce lower and lower levels of estrogen over time. This means that estradiol levels become lower and lower, and eventually the body shifts to a state where the body's large majority of estrogen is in the form of estrone, which is produced from fat cells as opposed to the ovaries. Estrone is a significantly less potent form of estrogen, which is why symptoms of low estrogen can begin to occur when this shift happens from one form to another being dominant. Symptoms of low estrogen might include mood swings or irritability, weight gain, particularly around the midsection, headaches before or during menstruation, breast tenderness or distension or fullness, dry skin, irregular periods or missed periods, vaginal dryness, loss of vaginal elasticity, lower libido, which is also known as lower sex drive, fatigue, insomnia or trouble sleeping, trouble concentrating or weak and brittle bones, just to name a few. Now, I want to take the opportunity to mention my usual caveat when I'm doing episodes like this, which is that all bodies are different. Some folks will experience all of these symptoms, and some will have a combination of a few of them, and some may experience none at all. A person's symptom picture may change over time or from cycle to cycle. And as I always say, comparisons are odious. If a friend or family member or person in your life is experiencing symptoms that are the same as yours or different than yours, it doesn't mean anything about you and your unique and individual body. Though it is useful to talk with others about their experiences for the purpose of validation or venting or simply sharing, it's not useful to engage in comparisons with others to seek advice for your body because somebody else's experience and medical data are not related to yours. And as for the treatment of low estrogen, there are a few options. And if you listen to my episode on progesterone, you might notice that it sounds similar to this episode. If you haven't listened, head to the show notes and you can find the episode there. Before you make any decision for treatment, my rule of thumb is always test, don't guess. Levels of estrogen can easily be measured through a blood test and will be compared to what's considered a normal range. If you have determined that your estrogen levels are on the lower end of the scale, there are options for treatment. There are pharmaceutical drug options as well as bioidentical and natural options. There are some herbs and supplements that have been useful for some folks. However, there isn't a whole lot of research to definitively determine the efficacy of these products. 
Whatever your preference, my advice is to always seek care and guidance from a licensed and qualified healthcare provider. This might be your medical doctor or a naturopathic or functional medicine doctor. And in my clinical patient's case, because they want to try TCM and Chinese herbs, they would need to see a Chinese medicine doctor or TCM practitioner like me for guidance on what might be appropriate or useful for their unique and individual needs at the time. And just to put it out there, as I always say, there is no hierarchy of treatment options. One is not better than the other. There are all types of people who need care who will come to the table with all sorts of values and priorities. So if you tell your friend that you're using pharmaceutical medication and they tell you directly or indirectly that your choice is inferior or inappropriate because it's not the quote unquote natural route, know that one method is not better than the other. And conversely, if you want to try herbs and supplements first, that's totally okay too. There's no right way to do this. Different bodies will have different needs and there will be varying levels of accessibility and options for people. And most of the time, it's just about trying a bunch of things and seeing what works. And in many cases, it ends up being a combination of a few things that ultimately provides a solution or maybe even just a little bit of relief. So that, my friends, is the Coles notes on estrogen and perimenopause. For further information or to see the resources that provided info for the show today, you can find the link in the episode info page in the show notes. I'll be back next week with another episode. If you're loving what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take this work to a deeper level, let's work together. If you are a resident of Ontario, Canada, we can work together in a clinical setting, both virtually or in person. Or if you want help managing your mind around the perimenopausal transition and supercharging your self-confidence and body image, I can help you anywhere in the world through coaching. To learn more about your options for working with me, head to michellecapler.com and click on work with me on the overhead menu. I can't wait to talk with you. Thank you.